And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast with Davey Rusman and Mickey Brennan and Davey, um, you know, it's uh, it's the start of 2022, we've already had a game called off but on the plus side of things, you know, we look around and everybody seems to have had COVID at this stage and the, the government are talking about you know, lessening the restrictions and all this. And I even heard that Boris was thinking of getting rid of restrictions altogether in about three weeks' time, that the Omicron version or variant is is is, is, is here now and, and he's happy enough to go with it because it doesn't seem to be as bad. But the biggest pandemic or biggest problem that I'm having at the moment is that I look around and there's 26 selection boxes from Christmas still left on the shelf. <laughs> It must have been. Were you fasting over Christmas? How's that? Oh, I said twenty-six left. Oh, twenty-six Swedes. Sorry, not boxes. No, 20, 26 boxes left. So there is. Okay, you're in trouble boxes. then. And um, and I'm a diabetic, Davy. You know this is not good. <laughs> you need your sugar, though, Mickey, from time to time. Like you'll from be time to time, podcast, yeah. and you'll say, "Cheers, Davy. My sugar's low. I need to need to stop up." So you have an excuse for them. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've no excuse for them now, but I'm going to tuck into a crunchy anyway while we're doing the podcast. Um, and just in case my sugars go low, Davey. But um, yeah, you look, we, we spoke about it last week. You had uh, quite enough Christmas. And, um, you know, I suppose we all enjoyed it, though, at the same time. You know, everybody was saying how their Christmas was so quiet. But everybody is saying that, you know, we probably needed that. because It's been helter-skelter for a couple of months. Yeah, it's grand to have a break, and I suppose timing it right. Um, we didn't really know what, I suppose, we, I'm sorry, we still don't know from a club capacity what the new year or the new season is going to look like, but by all accounts, it looks like the inter-county season, albeit the couple of little hiccups uh, this weekend with the games being called off, it does look like it's going to crack on, so that's great. Um, from a club capacity, as far as I'm aware, teams are going back training. Some have gone back already, others will be going back next week, so... It seems like it's it's all systems go with that, and and we should have a a decent idea of what the season is going to look like in Mead in the next week or so, I believe as well. Um, it is probably going to go back to the way it was maybe two years ago in this in the form of maybe a cup competition as a sort of pre-season with the league, and then obviously the championship, um, coinciding with the split season in the in the inter-county um game. So, yeah, plenty look to look forward to, Mickey, and uh, a big weekend coming next weekend as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just before we go to to the upcoming results or fixtures, sorry for the weekend, you did mention, you know, how it's going to be a busy year and whatever. We are going to be doing on our Lionel Royals podcast this week. We're going to be doing the managerial merry-go-round. It has had so much happening in it uh, across the county in the last few weeks, and myself and Davy are going to go through all of that on uh, Lionel Royals podcast. But we're also going to be doing a 2022 season preview. Um, and that is going to be for the, uh, the footballers, the um, the hurlers, the under 20s, the ladies football as well. We're going to have a look at all the fixtures and look at maybe, you know, what what what, what sh- should we expect from each of the teams this year? And um, and what is a realistic expectation for the supporters and whatever in the 2022 season? So that, that one is coming up. But as Davey said already, massive weekend coming up. We, we, we worry about what's happening in weeks to come, in those weeks to come. But right now, it's all about the weekend that's coming. Um, and in fact, the week that's coming, because 
on Wednesday evening, Mead will get their O'Byrne Cup off to uh, start when they will be taking on Leash in Strad Valley. Um, on Saturday, then, Mead will take on Wexford at 2pm in Park Tolchin, uh, again in the O'Byrne Cup. Of course, their game from last Saturday against Wicklow was postponed or cancelled. We're not sure what's happening with that just at the minute. On Sunday, the hurlers are out in the Kill Cup. They're out against Westmead in Trim. They're going to see West, plenty of Westmead this year, that is for sure. Um, and then two massive games on uh, Sunday. The Leinster Club Intermediate Final between Trim and Clara uh, the, will take place in Park Tolchin on Sunday at 1pm. But at the same time, down in uh, Cork, in Mornabbey, um, down there in central Cork, it will be Dumboyne. Ladies taking in taking on Morn Abbey in the All Ireland Ladies uh, Club semi final. So, maybe you're right, a hectic weekend, but it's a hectic week. And I suppose we'll start off on Wednesday night. We're going to get a chance to see Andy McEntee's new look Mead team um, for 2022. Yeah, great. I mean, belated, as you mentioned, making nothing to do with uh, with Mead. And, and I think the Mead lads, in fairness, deserve great credit for the way in which they've. Um, I suppose been taking extra precautions to avoid any COVID outbreaks in the camp already, and, and long may that continue. But uh, yeah, I suppose Leash were on the the end of a of a nice hammering at the weekend at the hands of Wexford. So you know, one would assume they'll want to have a bit of a bounce back. It's going to be Billy Sheehan's first home game, I believe. With Leash, he's gone in there and he's probably trying a few things out. So beware the wounded animal, and I think Leash will be. With a game under their belt, albeit a heavy defeat, they'll want to come out and on home soil. I'm sure there'll be a big crowd in Strabali on Wednesday night. They'll want to go well. But for Mead, yes, Mickey, there's there's some new additions and we look forward to seeing what, what team, I suppose, Andy puts out. Um, I'd imagine you're probably going to see two completely different teams from Wednesday to Saturday um, with the Wexford game only a matter of days later. And there's, you know, 35 to 40 in on that panel. So everybody's going to probably get some sort of game time over the course of the two games but it is that time of year obviously you're not going to look too much into any results or um you know what happens in the O'Byrne Cup but you want to get you know new guys kind of blooded you want to see a decent level of performance and ultimately it's all going towards the 30th of January and a meeting with Galway and Salt Hill that's going to be the sole focus at the moment for the meet senior footballers. Yeah, you mentioned like there will be new additions and whatever. Have you heard much about the, the panel? Obviously, um, Wolf Tones are out of the Leinster Championship and, of course, Kilmacud went on and won that um, on the weekend and um, beaten Nace in that final. And uh, again, <laughs> just a sidetrack, I suppose um, Wolf Tones will be kicking themselves when they see uh, how Kilmacud Croaks went on to win that um, uh, Leinster Championship. And, and I really do think that Wolf Tones are, were the, the best team they played so far in Leinster. Um, I haven't looked at the games. Um, but Trim are still involved, obviously, um, in the Leinster final. And, you know, so what way do you think uh, Andy is going to be looking at Trim? And then what have you heard about additions to the panel at the moment? Yeah, so they played uh, they played Monaghan last week or the week before, and I think they were beaten by a point or two uh, up there. Very experimental team, um, decent performance, I think, and a little bit unlucky not to probably get a result, albeit just a challenge. Um, it's much more of the same. We obviously know that Seamus Lavin isn't going to be part of the panel. He's gone travelling. He's gone to Canada for the year. Um, and Mickey Newman, we had the benefit of him telling us back in uh, September, October that he wouldn't be part of it, but he's obviously officially stepped aside now. Um, so they're the two outgoing players from what we know. Um, the incoming players, I suppose Billy Hogan is going in to challenge his older brother Harry for the number one jersey. That'll be really interesting. But one would assume he'd drop back to the 20s and play with John McCarthy's side as the year progresses, but it's probably just a taste of inter-county experience. Um, you have the under-20 captain from 2021 and James O'Hare in there, and he would be probably a front-runner to maybe slot in for Seamus Lavin if all goes to plan. Gavin McGowan's another man in there from Retoth. It's his first taste of inter-county football, of course, having played with the Hurlers for a number of years. Um, Neil Kane is back, uh, your, your own clubmate, Nick, Mickey, which is good to see. He's, he's got himself right, um, an injury-free, taking that year or two out, and be interesting to see how he comes back into it. Um, and one player from the senior champions who will be going in there is Sauron O'Finnegan, uh, which is a really interesting one, and one that we sort of tipped up to maybe get a 
call into the to the county fray. So let's let's see how they go. There's there's four or five. You're right. Trim are still going. So there's every chance that maybe one, two, or possibly three players from Trim might go in. Hopefully that's not for a few weeks yet. Um, and and they can continue their great run through the All Ireland series. But um. Thankfully, not too many absentees and, and a few additions as well. So you'd imagine you'd see a few of them Wednesday night and hopefully they go well. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see it. Can't wait to see the opening uh, couple of games of the Upper Cup to see what uh, uh, players do get a bit of game time. But it'll be very inter- excuse me, it'll be very interesting because as we said, you're looking forward to the 30th of January when Mead will take on Galway in Pierce Park in Galway. An away game for Mead. So, you know, as much and all you want as you want to experiment and whatever, you still need to be getting a settled team. Leash, on the other hand, as we said on, on Wednesday night, they have a game behind them. So, Mead are coming in a little bit cold, I suppose, to, to match fitness and competitive games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think three games in seven days at this stage of the year is a lot to ask of a team, regardless of you know, how many's in there. So I, I wouldn't be too disappointed that they didn't have to travel to Bray on Saturday for a game against Wicklow. I, I actually think it's it's a bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, the, the games in which they're going to be playing, they're at Wexford seem to be, you know, um, started well. So that could possibly be a big shootout if on Saturday, if all goes to plan on Wednesday night to decide who progresses through. But I, look, at as I said, I think at this stage, it's all about performances, getting a couple of games into the into the legs match fitness you know yourself and and getting ourselves right because it's you know whatever about the Galway game but straight after the Galway game the following week you have Roscommon and Navin those two games and I've I've talked about this on on another thing that you know we need to be getting at least one win from those two games to be realistic about our promotion chances and otherwise you're looking for favours straight away so it's a it's a tough start and and it it'll either, it could be the making or it could also be the breaking of us as well so fingers crossed we can hit the ground running mickey yeah absolutely we wish andy and the lads the very best of luck and best of luck to any of the newcomers going in there and uh getting a run in the next uh couple of days or in the next week or so we wish them the best of luck as well and, and, and hopefully it all goes well for for all the lads um, that are in on the panel davy on sunday the hurlers will get their kill cup off um, with a meeting, uh, get, get it off to a start with a meeting with uh, Westmead on, in Trim at 2pm on Sunday. And uh, incidentally, uh, there'll probably be nobody from Trim in the Trim Club at that time on Sunday, just to, just to remind them. There'll be probably fellas in from a load of different clubs uh, in Trim, as Trim footballers will be actually in Park Tolchin at that stage playing Clara, as we said. But the hurlers getting their season off to a start, 2pm on Sunday. Again, I referenced this earlier on. They're going to see an awful lot of Westmead this year, but nice, nice opening Kyo game, Kyo Cup game for for, for this um, for, for this group of lads. And I suppose on the back of last year's finish to the year, there'll be high hopes for the hurlers this year. Yeah, and they'll want to hit the ground running, you know, because they, it took them a long time to sort of get to grips with what what it was about last year. Um, okay, this is very early days, and incidentally, not just the spectators or the stewards will be missing, there'll be a number of the trim pupplers missing from the Mead Hurling yes. team, you know. Um, the likes of Dougie, uh, James Toher, James Murray's been a call up uh, recently as well. He'll be involved with Kevin Riley's side, uh, Kieran O'Rourke, possibly Luke Moore, you know. So, there's there's a whole host of lads not available. I actually have a little bit of insight into the West Mead camp as well, and, and they're in a similar position, they have a whole host of first team regulars who won't be available. I think they have six or seven players who are only returning mid to late this week coming from COVID in the last couple of weeks. So they're unlikely to feature, but they have a fresh blanket of players in who will want to impress as well. So I don't think you'll be able to read too much into whatever happens next Sunday. God knows at this stage. But one thing you will be able to read into is, you know, it's going to be a decent test for Westmead or Joe McDonough champions going up to play in the Leinster Championship, they'll be meticulously preparing for that uh, maiden campaign. And um, I suppose for Nick Weir's side with Saoirse Bulfin, you know, part of the backroom team, um, it's a great opportunity for me to get off to a winning start and to really sort of lay the foundations for a really tough league campaign as well as an ultra-competitive Joe McDonough campaign later on in the season. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we want to wish Nick and the lads the very best of luck and uh, hopefully they can... Uh, continue on from where they ended last year on, uh, on 
high note, let's just say it was at the end of last year. There was a little bit of um uh there was a little bit of trouble in the camp, Davy, last year, a bit of unrest in the camp midway through the championship and whatever. And when when that all seemed to settle and certain players left the panel and all this and there seemed to be a bit of trouble. But after that, they seemed to come more together as a team. Yeah, it, it galvanized the players, to be honest with you. Um and and it sort of refocused everyone. Look at there was there was there was a lot of um soul searching at that stage, not just because of the the off the field trouble, but on the field it wasn't good either. You know, you think about the beatings they took at the hands of Offley and Carlo in the league, and I was there against Carlo, and it, I remember Nick and the management team out in the car park for about two and a half hours after, just talking over cars, you know, to themselves and where they go from there. They lost the first round game against Down in the Joe McDonough and, and they were odds on favourites or certainties you could nearly say to be relegated. And to be fair to them, not only did they get their first Joe McDonough win, they got back-to-back wins, which was um, massive against two decent sides in Kerry and, and Kildare to preserve their status. And, you know, the players that were in there really put the shoulder to the wheel and they, you know, took great responsibility in there. And it, it's just about kind of kicking that on this year and with a little bit more depth into the squad I suppose there's no reason why they can't continue in, in the way in which they finished. But with Offley coming up and Antrim coming down, the likes of Kerry, Carlo, down, um, still there. It's it's going to be a tough, really tough year for me. But I actually think they can look forward to it and, and there's no reason for them to, to fear anyone if they play like they did towards the latter stages of, of last year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as again, again, as we said earlier on, we wish Nick and the lads the very best of luck. And yeah, let's hope that they can continue on in that fine vein of form they finished in. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Um, Davey, we'll move on now to the Leinster Club Intermediate Final. Um, it will, of course, see Trim. Uh, taking on Clara of um, Offaly. And this is in Park Colchon at 1pm on Sunday. A home fixture for a Leinster final. You don't hear that too often. And, and uh, you know, Trim will be licking their lips at that. Yeah, it's actually worked out fairly well, hasn't it? You know, you, you look at it, this will be their third game out of four on home soil in Mead. Um, and with all due respect to the Kilkenny champions, Thomastown, I think that was the game you'd want to, to have been on the road, and that's what it was. Um, so, you know, beating Feckins was was probably the big one in the first round. After that, they've they've done what was expected of them, but they've done it in a really good fashion as well. This is going to be a really, really tough game. Um, Clara, our team with, you know, senior pedigree, they've won a senior championship only a couple of years ago, really. Um, had a shock relegation and and bounced straight back up, winning the senior B in 2021. Uh, the bookies can't split them. I think they're they're nine to ten apiece uh, in the odds. So um, there's there's not going to be much to choose between them. But looking at Trim in 2021, I think they can take a huge amount from their unbeaten or their their winning run, um, which should serve them well because they have an excellent panel. To the best of my knowledge, they'll have a full hand to pick from, which should which should be great for Kevin as well and give him plenty of headaches in the couple of days leading up to the game. And they also have a, a have a really influential bench who are well capable of coming on and turning the game on its head. And we've seen that in recent weeks. The likes of James Murray, for example, has come on and really made himself known. And um, it's a massive opportunity. You know, it, it really, really is at this stage. They're three games. Okay, you're in the Leinster final. That's first and foremost. But they're only three games away from winning an All-Ireland Intermediate Championship. And, to, to me, they have all the credentials of doing that, Mickey. Yeah, they, they, like, um, and if if we were talking to anybody from Trim or if we were talking to Kevin Riley now, they'd be saying, well, we're not looking past the next yeah. game, you know what I mean? Like, And yeah, they are only three games away from winning in Ireland. This is going to be by far and away their toughest um, uh, game so far. Will the experience of playing senior football for Clara 
you know, have any bearing on this game. We always say that Trim have the credentials of a senior footballing team in Mead. But the truth is, is that they've played, been playing intermediate for the last 11 years or 12 years, since 2010, whenever it was they got relegated. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I would still point to the... I know it's a different code, but the hurling, the fact that they've won a senior hurling and they're playing at top level there, they've been in really tight squeezes throughout the last number of years. Um, and they have county players in their ranks, you know, and players who've been been through the mill on countless different occasions. And again, it'll be the likes of Toher and Dougie that will be so influential if they are to get a, a win and a, and a result. Um, but they have... They have a little bit more maturity now, Mickey. I think if this was a couple of years ago, you could say, like like maybe it did on county final day, that the occasion could get the better of them, etc. I actually don't think that'll be an issue. Whether, you know, if, if Clara are the better team on the day, I don't think there'll be any complaints or there'll be any hard luck stories from Trim. It'll just be a case of the better team won. Um, I, I actually I, think Trim are, are, are fully, mentally, they're, they're fully weighted and that shouldn't be a uh, cause for concern. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and, and, and I'm, I've been really impressed with them this year. There's no doubt about it, this should be a tight affair. And it's like when we look back at the championship, um, you know, like was it Watersound, even in the Leinster Championship, got closest to them, being within six points of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and they've blown everybody away. Tightest game they had all year was that Cornabonia final against uh, St. Pat's. And, you know, I, if this is to be a tight game, what way, like, is there a frailty? Do we worry about a frailty there in a, in a big game like this? Um, I just I, I just don't want to see them losing like myself, but I think that they have to, you know, be under no illusions that this, if they are to win this, this is not going to be a cakewalk like all of, a lot of their other games have been. No, and they're going to probably have to produce their most rounded and complete yeah. performance in Leinster. Because to be honest with you, they've done they've done what they had to do in Leinster, but they weren't at their free flowing best by any matter of means. You know, they they kind of played in fits and spans. They'd switch off for ten or fifteen minutes. They can't switch off for ten or fifteen minutes on on Sunday, or they'll be punished royally. You know, by by this really good Clara side. Um, so the Kevin will be you know banging that into them all week long that they're going to have to be on it from minute one to sixty plus whatever it is. Um, if they're to get the win and uh, I'd expect the break to have done them good as well because if you look at it they've been going you know for, you could say for 10 or 11 months between hurling and hurling. football solid and I actually think towards the latter stages just that game against the Wexford champions the last day the week before Christmas I did think they looked a little bit leggy and they did look a little bit off colour you know they're they're their ball handling and stuff was uncharacteristically poor at times in that game. They were by far the better side now, don't get me wrong. But I actually think the two-week break or three-week break, whatever it's been, will have helped them refocus the minds. And there wouldn't have been any other distractions. You know, there wouldn't have been any county footballer hurling to contend with any club hurling at, like that under-20s. They were still going in that, you know, it, it, oh, the day after, should they had an under-20 hurling final, didn't they? So it, Kevin has had them now for the last three or three or four weeks, whatever it's been. And I actually think that would be invaluable to them in in, pre- in sorry preparing meticulously for the challenge that lies ahead. Yeah, it's it's a massive one. Um, it is Trim against Clara in the Leinster Club Intermediate Final. It will be on on Sunday at 1pm in Park Tolchin. And anybody who can get to Park Tolchin to support Trim, do so. And um, yeah, best of luck to Kevin Riley and the lads there in Trim. Looking forward to that one. Davy, at the same time, unfortunately, um, but it will be in Moore Abbey in uh, Cork at 1pm, as I said, the same time will be the All-Ireland Ladies Club semi-final where Cork champions who are seven times Munster champions in a row, um, Moore Abbey will be taking on Dunboyne. And um, this is... A huge one, Davy. As I said, they've uh, Moran Abbey are have seven Munster titles in a row. They're the All Ireland champions in 2018 and 2019. I don't think there was a competition in 2020 or 2021, so uh, a club championship. Um, they have been in five of the last six All Ireland finals. Um, you know they're 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 not that that have been played. Um, so dating back to maybe 2014 or 2015, 
Um, they're an absolute machine. They're riddled with um, unbelievable players, Cork senior players and whatever. Um, and this is just another David v Goliath where David comes in and takes down Goliath once again. Is that what's going to happen with Dunboyne? It's amazing that we're talking about Dunboyne in that capacity because for the last, even against um, Fox Rock Cabin Daily, we, we sort of, we did hype them up, you know, and, and we did sort of fancy the job um, and the Julie Oblige. But you're right, Mickey, this is probably the ultimate test for them, isn't it? You know, when you look at the the past credentials of their opponents next weekend and stuff. But do you know what? This Dunboyne team, I was only thinking about it on the way home and you could actually liken them to um, an inter-county team as such. Now, maybe not a senior team, but definitely an up-and-coming intermediate uh, inter-county side because they have class all over the pitch. There's none of them that would be uncomfortable or out of place in an inter-county capacity. Um, And undoubtedly, they're going to have to rely on their heavy hitters to you know, stand up and really sort of take the game by the scruff of the neck at different times and and to really kind of force the issue. But also, you know, if those sort of superstars are targeted by an opposition who are well capable of doing that, then the, the onus or the emphasis is on, the, you know, the, the non-intercounty players to to do what's, what they've been doing all year round, you know, and the likes of Fiona O'Neill in, in a corner forward, she's been outstanding. And at times when Emma Duggan, for example, has been wrapped up from play, she's been the one, you know, to come in and get huge goals at really important times. And albeit Shelley Mealy is not a household name or, a, you know, an automatic starter for me, we've we've talked in length um, about just how good she's been this year for St. Peter's Dunboyne and how she's sort of forcing her way without even playing with Mead into this into that starting team and uh it's a huge test but you know what mickey they've won the, the mead championship they've won their leinster which was a big thing for them i know that's something that they targeted for for a long time out brendan quinn spoke about that right from the win over Town. they've done that now i don't personally think the all ireland would have been top of their um list of goals at the start of last year but now they have a chance to get within a touch and distance of that and to me, all the pressure is going to be on the Cork side and, and Dunboyne can probably relish the tag of underdog again. Yeah, they will. They'll definitely go in as underdogs. That That is for sure. And they love that tag. They, you know what? They, they don't care who... It's it's amazing. They just have complete disregard for history and for reputations and the whole lot. They just go in and say, yeah, well, look, we, we know we're as good as you and, and, and we're going to put you to the pin in the collar. Now, having said that, um, Morn, Morn Abbey have uh, coasted through Munster. They bet the Banner by 10 points. They bet the Wexford champions, um, Bally McCarby, by 16 points. And then in the in the Munster final, they bet Aherloa Tipperary by 14 points. Um, they have a jewel, they have a few jewels in the crown. Um, Laura Fitzpat, Fitzgerald, sorry, she's hit a uh, hat trick two weeks running or two games running in the semi final and in the final. And then Darren O'Sullivan and Kira O'Sullivan have been just incredible for them. Uh, Darren at full forward is just incredible and, and I'm sure a household name when it comes to uh, inter-county football as well. Um, Emma Coakley as well. Like Harrison, there's, there's a number of them there that have been doing the business and they all chip in with with scores. But I suppose like in, in, in against the banner... Um, it was Darren O'Sullivan kicked like seven or eight points that day, and then um, in the following two games, obviously Laura Fitzgerald got her two hat tricks, but still kicking four goals in twelve and four goals in ten in the semi final and the final, and three fifteen the first day out with three different goal scorers in their uh, quarter final. So this is another step up, like and and, and this team also bet Cabin Teeley, um, Fox Rock in an All Ireland final. And I think they beat them by like eight or ten points in that final as well. So they they are the real deal. This this um, uh, Cork uh, uh, club team. Hmm. It's funny you could liken um, them to maybe Trim in many respects. You know, yeah. they coasted through their their championship. They coasted through their provincial. But this is going to be their biggest test as well. You know, this this is obviously you'd expect that in an All Ireland semi final stage, but. Take nothing away from Dunboyne. You look at Fox Rock, Cab and Teeley. You know, they've been coasting through Leinster's for a number of years now and gone on to challenge for All-Irelands. And the fact that Dunboyne 
got that scalp under their belt. I actually think that's a huge sort of line of form for them. Um, and yes, of course, you have to respect what you're coming up against. But I, I actually think what Dunboyne do brilliantly is focus on themselves and what they can offer. You know, and it's it's probably similar to the Mead ladies in many respects. You, you obviously, you, you know, you, you give the opposition the respect they deserve. You, you get your matchups right, etc., etc. But if you don't implement your own game plan, Mickey, you can forget about it. You know, you have to have the, the bravery and the personality to do that. And to me, Dunboyne, similar to what Eamon Murray's side had, you know, in 2021, that that was the winning of it. And I actually think Dunboyne, at the end of the day, Dunboyne have the best two on form, the best two um, players in the country in, in Duggan and Vicky Wall, right? And the Cork side are going to put more emphasis on holding those two players than Dunboyne are going to put on Mark and any of their players. Do you know what I mean? Um, and... Granted, they might do that and they might nullify them to to whatever extent they do. But it goes back to Dunboyne relying and trusting on the players that, you know, got them to this stage right throughout the course of the year. And I know Brendan spoke about that in length before. They're the players that are down-dogging it from, you know, January, February time on. And they still rely heavily on them. At the end of the day, as good as Dunboyne are, they still only have three uh, sorry, four, including Alison O'Sullivan, four inter-county panellists, you know. So there's a huge proportion of that squad made up of just club players, which I think is great to see at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, Brendan Quinn has done an amazing job with them. Davey, we don't... We, Brendan Quinn doesn't doesn't uh, ring in a lot of subs on on, on uh, for this Dunboyne team. You don't see him ringing in six subs... You. In any of the games so far, I don't think it's usually one or two or three subs, and puts a lot of faith in the fifty starting fifteen um, on the field. There were a lot of miles on the clock this year between club, um, championship, league, county as well for 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 two or three of the players, four players, and then the the, the Leinster campaign as well. The break over Christmas will have helped them, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, I was just going to say that I know the Mead ladies had their. Um had their uh, holiday just after Christmas. Yeah, they went to Spain for, for a few days and um, probably similar to that, it was a long hour year for the for the three or four county girls and the break will have done them the world of good, you know what I mean? Because they were going flat out, you could say for the last 12 months or longer because they had yeah. back all of a break between the intermediate success and the senior then, you know? So for the likes of Vicky, Shelley, uh, Alison and, and Emma, I think it, it will have done them the, the world of good. And uh, they'll come back fresher, fitter and, and more driven and determined than ever, you know. Um, and they, they want to cap, they'll just want to cap the most the, the most uh, iconic of years ever by by claiming not just this scalp, but trying to go on and win in All-Ireland and just uh, bring the curtain down on the most phenomenal 2021 stroke 2022. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Davy, you mentioned already, you know, Emma Duggan and uh, Vicky Wall and Shelley Melia. And how maybe um, the Cork champions, Moran Abbey, would probably focus on them, which will leave plenty of room for the likes of your Hannah Nolans, your Saoirse Quinns, your Fiona O'Neills, your um, uh, Alison Jones, Annie Moffat again, another player that I've been hugely um, impressed with this year, Honor Hickey, Anifa Delaney. Like, and, 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 and what we do see from this me team or this Dunboyne team is that they do play very similarly. To the way uh, the Mead senior ladies team play, well, they play without fear, and and you know the trust in in what they're what they're about, you know, and it's a great understanding that they have with their manager. And you're right, Mickey. There's so many similarities to the Mead ladies in the sense that you know, Eamon and and Brendan have been there a number of years. They've taken them right from the basement up to where they're at now. And I just think they're two great success stories that just by coincidence, maybe or maybe not by coincidence have gone hand in hand um, and there's definitely been some inspiration taken from okay you could, you could say the county girls or whatever but more so the the players that have been there you know from from day yeah. dot and they're they're kind of looking at what the likes of Vicky Emma and uh, Shelley have, have done with me then they're coming back and they just give them that little bit of a kick Um, it's a great success story and you know what Mickey it doesn't even matter what happens next uh, next weekend because they, they've 
set out to sorry they've achieved all that they set out to achieve at the start of last year and i just think it's it's bonus territory now it is it definitely is bonus territory and um you know just bringing it back to what i was saying there about the, the players being tied up in each game they've gone into play like emma duggan and vicky wall have you know they've been the two players that have been uh we'll say double marked or that have been earmarked as well um to be stopped by the opposition and while they do stop them for periods of time in the games, um, once they do get themselves free of the shackles of, uh, of the opposition defenders or whatever, they're still unstoppable. They have moments of brilliance in each of the games that they've played to, to I suppose, get scores on the board or to do something phenomenal and, uh, for the team, while the rest of the team are able to work on what they're doing right the way through for the 60 minutes. They have to wait for the opportunities to arise. And when they do arise, they more often than not capitalise on them. Yeah, and they, they've, they've a great knack of getting a goal as well, which is going yeah. to be important, you know, obviously. Um, I'd expect it to be tight and quite attritional and loads of quality on show. So I think the first goal of the game, needless to say, is going to be really crucial uh, next weekend. But you're right, Mickey, it, it's not just the obvious sort of options. Uh, Dunboyne have goals, you know, in the... It, in every sort of position, you know, from the half back line who love to raid forward uh, yeah. across the midfield, half forward line who provide the ammunition to a lethal and potent full forward line of, of Nolan, Duggan and O'Neill. Um, it, it's it's really, it's a, it's a team that's set up to kind of get high tallies. Defensively, they're going to have to be on it. Elaine Doyle is one player who's, who I've been really, really impressed with. I know she was in and around the county panel at the start of last year, but to me, since she's come back to her club, um, she's just kind of got her game to the next level and I'd expect her, she'll have her hands full regardless of who she's marking next weekend but she'll spearhead that full back line and with Alison O'Sullivan behind them Mickey, she's behind Monica McGurk in the pecking order but she's a terrific goalkeeper in her own respect and uh, she might be busy as well so defensively they're going to have to be as, as razor tight as they, as they are up the other end of the field Yeah, that's that was my next point is that defensively they're going to have to be sound because as I said, 11 goals in three games for Moran Abbey in the Munster Championship. Four goals in the final, four goals in the semi-final, three goals in the quarter-final. So it is something that they look for, is goals. And it's something that Dunboyne are not going to be able to allow is an onslaught of goals in, in, in this All-Ireland semi-final. No, I, th I think you have to keep it tight. Definitely first 15, 20 minutes, even if that's just to stop the opposition playing and, and to give yourself a bit of a toe into the game, so be it. And if Dunboyne can play the spoilers and, you know, frustrate uh, Morn Abbey as long as they possibly can and then try to, to pinch it in the last 10 or 15 minutes, we know the sort of fitness levels of this team. I don't think um, stamina or, or longevity or anything like that is going to be an issue in a game like this. So that could off that could be the best form of, of, um, of attack for them. So, yeah, we'll just wait and see what... what what comes home advantage is a big thing. I'd imagine the boy will probably go down the night before you'd imagine and stay and, and just get rested up on that because it's a big journey to be doing a round trip that on the, on the same day as a, as a game like this. Yeah. I was looking at the map and I think you'd have to go via Tipperary, Cashel and then down into yeah. um, uh, Moran Abbey. But um, we just want to wish Brendan Quinn and the girls the very best of luck on Sunday in that all Ireland um, ladies club semi-final. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons your authorised Automore dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, you mentioned it already, but it's something I just wanted to um, hit on before we go on to our lotto segment, and it is, of course, Mickey Newman's retirement. Uh, I know when we did our interview with him, was it back last September? Um, he did obviously um, mention it to you on on the interview uh, that he was retiring, but I suppose he's gone public with it now, and he got a great response, 
across all social media and he did it tastefully. It was just like, you know, time to step away and whatever. There was no big hullabaloo or whatever. But the overriding message that you got from the supporters was great guy on the field, great guy off the field. Yeah, he, he's one of the look at we've we've had the benefit and, and he's a local enough fella as well to me. So um he's he's a lovely uh, human being and yeah. you know he's he's no airs and graces about him. What you see is sort of what you get. He's been a great inspiration to not just young fellas in his own club, but but also in sort of North Mead as a whole. I know he's taken the likes of uh, Jason Scully under his wing and kind of nearly been a father figure to him in the Mead panel, you know, over the last number of years. And they'll really miss him. I, I look at, I know he, he sort of, he tried his best to come back last year and it just wasn't to be his body, unfortunately just wouldn't enable him to play inter-county football anymore. Uh, but some of the numbers that he's leaving behind, it, it's only when you looked at some of the the stats and like he's in the top bracket of players since 2010 that have got, you know, the most amount of scores. And bear in mind now, he only arrived on scene in 2013. He spent a couple of years away from 2013 to 2020 or 2021. So that makes it all the more impressive. It, as natural a footballer and free takers, you could wish to see in his pomp and, uh, you know, he still has a few good years, I've no doubt, with Kilmainham, and uh, he'll continue to do great work on and off the field for them and, and the run rage at Round Towers. But um, I just suppose from, from our perspective, Mickey, he's always been very good to us in coming on and doing interviews or, or you know, meeting us or having a chat after games. And um, it, it, it does mean a lot behind it all, too, because in this day and age, you know, you don't always get that. And he was a bit of a throwback in that capacity, I think. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Gentleman off the field and a top quality player on the field. And again, we want to thank him for his time. I'm sure we'll be doing interviews with him with the club as well uh, over the next year or two, because he is, as you said, uh, going to be um, a huge, huge uh, uh, part of the jigsaw down there in Kilmainham um, in club football over the next couple of years. And I'm sure he's going to enjoy that. And again, you said, you know, he's brilliant with round towers and all that. He's brilliant all over the county. Any club that has asked him. Yeah. Again, that was another thing that was mentioned, that any club that has asked him to go and do something with the underage footballers or whatever, he's never once um, said no. He gets over, he helps out the young kids or whatever. He's just an inspiration and he's a legend. Yeah, Well done, uh, Mickey Newman. And we'll see plenty of him on the club field, but we're not going to see any more of him on the inter-county field, which is an awful shame. Davey, we'll move on now to our lotto segment. And uh, have the clubs been in contact with you? They have, yeah. Good week, a lot of us. Uh, thanks to all the club heroes for uh, sending them in. Um, and Alvi is up first. Their reserve was kicked into play uh, this week, and uh, their €8,500 jackpot was not won. Um, so they had three €20 winners who were Bridget Moore and Theresa Gildy, and the iconic Liam Harnan collected €20. The winning numbers were 4, 10, 12, and 22, €8,600. Next week at Manalvi, GFC.ie or on the Club Force app. Uh, Blackhall Gales are next up. Their draw results from the 3rd of January. The numbers drawn were 6, 13, 23 and 27. No jackpot winner. 30 euro winners were Leo Mitchell, Joe Casti, Lily Fahey, Helen Murphy and Joe Casti. Um, the next lotto draw takes place on the 17th of the 1st, which is two weeks. Um and it is a 9,000 euro jackpot there. Then Shocklin and Royal Gales uh, must be one of the longest uh, running lottos in the country, not just the county anymore, Mickey. <laughs> Still no winner uh, of their 13,000 euro jackpot. The numbers drawn were 10, 17, 19, and 28. They had three match three winners who win 70 euro each and flood Jerry O'Connor and Brendan O'Mara. The next draw takes place on January 10th, which is Monday night at half eight live on Facebook. 13,000 euro of a jackpot, 13,000 of a reserve, five grand of a second reserve, and there's 200 euro being added to that every week on Club Force. Uh, Castletown GFC, they had uh, their draw on the 4th of January. The jackpot was 4,900 euro, which was not one. One, three, 20, and 25 were the numbers drawn. 30 euro lucky dip winners are as follows in Lisa Kelly, Linda Tolan, Stephen Farley, Jerry Dillon, and Lauren Mackin. My own court in GFC, 7,400 euro jackpot from last Friday night was not won. 18, 21, 24, and 29 were the numbers drawn. Uh, we had five 20 euro winners who were Marcus Manning, Pat Smith, Sheila Doran, Teresa Conway, and Davy Flanagan. 
We move on to €7,500 next Friday night. The jersey winner was Sinead Brady, and you can play that one at courtinga.com forward slash lotto. Kilmainham GFC, €9,000 every Monday night. Minolte GFC is currently at 15,000. The reserve jackpot increases by another 200, so it sits at 11,200 euro tonight, Sunday. The online draw closes at 8 p.m. on the Sunday, so just bear that in mind when you're playing. Uh, they have a special um, weekly price of 50 euro for online entries only, and you can play that one at Club Force. Uh, Navidad Matlis uh, on January 4th, uh, numbers drawn were 3, 12, 25, and 29, 11,000. 150 is the next jackpot as the jackpot last week was not won. The lucky dip winners were Samantha Crowley, Catherine Cahill, Kitty Monaghan and Linda McCarthy. You can Google Clubspot Navid O'Mahony's or download their app. Uh, Gail Colin Kill is the final one on my list, Mickey. Uh, it's at 12,000, which will stay at for Thursday night. The numbers are on 1, 12, 13 and 15. And uh, they had one match three winner who collect 150 quid, and that was Charlie Campbell. Good stuff, Davey. Um, and I have the usual two in, one from Sanderson and one from Simonson. Jelly, it's getting a bit now um, big for his boots. Um, I'm going to have to go to Jim Lane, I think, to get the um, the, the, the lotto uh, results from now on. But uh, the draw was last Friday, the 7th of January, 7,500, no winner. Match three winners, there was only one. That was Tony Hughes, 6, 8, 11, and 14. We had two of those numbers, Davey Rispin. We were close. Um, we, we'll get that, don't worry. But uh, they, uh, then Jelly follows up with um, 7,500 again next Friday as the lotto was capped at 7,500. And play in the usual place. You know where to go. Laughing face, eye, hands over the eyes. Thinks he's a big, funny lad now, so he does. You know where to go online. Oh, yeah, then he follows it up with, well, online and, and the club's app app, just in case you didn't know. So uh, cheers, Jelly, for that one. And then, of course, we have our one in from Centralson. The Centralson GAA Lotto is taking place on Monday night, and the jackpot is still a massive €10,000, capped at €10,000. You can do that on Smart Lotto or go to any of their social media pages to do that. So, um, as we always say, if you're not in, you can't win. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons your authorised Automore dealer on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Okay, so, Davey, um, Instagram Interactive. Um, has there been much, well, you know, I know there was no games this week or whatever, but did we get anybody uh, getting in contact with the games that are all coming up in the next week? Yeah, absolutely. And the first of them is actually uh, just a perfect link into that. And it's from Lauren Gorman. And uh, she said the Leinster campaigns, Trim, Dunboyne, and not to forget, Kilmessen, Andrum, Ree, Mickey next weekend. And I have a little bit of information on that just to plug those games as well, because uh, they are in action next weekend too, Kilmessen and Drumree, uh, Camogie sides. Yeah. Um, Kilmessen uh, are playing the Fina of Dublin in Kilmessen on Saturday at half one. And uh, at the same time, Drumree play Port Leash uh, away, but that one is on Sunday, so not Saturday. Kilmessoners on Saturday, Drumree playing on Sunday, but it's also a half one throw in. Um, drum, uh, sorry, Kilmessons is a quarter final um, from the 2021 campaign. Yeah. And uh, Drumree's then, to the best of my knowledge, uh, bear with me now. I would say it's I, the same. I'd say it's the quarter final as well because they didn't get to start their their Leinster campaigns um, before Christmas. Yeah, you could you could well be right. I'm just trying to see here it is. Sorry, Drumree is a quarter final as well in junior A. Yeah. yeah so yeah. both quarterfinals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, best of luck to both. Drumree and Kilmessen getting their Leinster uh, club campaigns off to uh, a start just after Christmas. It's a 
it's a shame they had to wait so long, but um, you know, um, great that they're getting to play those competitions. Better late than never, eh? Exactly. Uh, Brennan Byrne has a few contributions, and uh, the first is uh, how we are shaping up for Wednesday night. Well, we're definitely not going to be included, Brendan. I can uh, I can tell you that now for nothing, but I'm sure the lads are raring to go. Yeah, look, my my hope, Davy. I don't know if you can see it. Hang on, I'm just going to get up. You just talk there for a second. I'm going to turn on the light over here because I do have hopes of getting back into the me team. Okay, he's probably going to show me the 26 boxes of roses or celebrations he's lined up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just just want to show you. Yeah, he, he could he could have a point. I don't know if you can see it there, Davy. Can you see it? Is that a jogger or a, yeah? It's an exercise bike. An exercise bike, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so a tin of roses beside him. Like. A tin of roses beside him is right. Yeah, that's for the kids. So yeah, just sure. keep them off it. But um, yeah, uh, well, obviously, like if I'm going to be doing hard sessions on the bike, I'm going to need some sugar. Um, something. Like, Bloods don't drop. We spoke about that at the start of the show. But um, yeah, um, how are we shaping up, Davey? Um, I suppose we, we spoke about that earlier on in the podcast as well. You know, the new additions. I'm sure there's going to be a couple more that we probably didn't know about as well. Yeah, yeah. And let's just wait and see what happens with that. We won't speculate too much, but we've given the information that we know. Uh, Brendan also uh, chips in and he says, Arsenal wearing white jerseys with white numbers. Imagine Rispin or Fergal Lynch trying to cover this. Ah, uh, here, Davey, like when we're doing our commentaries um, uh, on club games or on county games on, on, on Northern Sound, if a team, uh, like, if the, if the numbers are not clear, it's an absolute disaster. You know yourself, you've tried it there as well a few times doing the, the commentaries on Mixelor or for, for, for me, GA. And if, if you can't see the numbers, but you, in fairness to you, you'd know an awful lot of players from from behind. You'd know you'd know the asses on these lads. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought you were going to say from the front, but uh, I, I do I do know what you mean. In the club capacity, I would recognise players, but in inter-county, it's, it's a complete minefield and that. And, Look at I, I was watching the game and uh, yeah, to, to be honest with you, Brendan's just said them white jerseys will be a collector's item now, Davy, for Forest fans. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, dead right. Definitely, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Johnny or Johnny Mitchell, yeah, um, from Boards Mill saying Connor Darby training for the first time since he made the team of the week last August. <laughs> he's he's dead right. Yeah, absolutely. If you make the team of the week, you don't need to train. You've 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 made it. You've done everything there is to do in football. He went full Georgie Best on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Owen McDonald saying that Brian Queenie is flying in his twenty third preseason. And do you know what, Mickey? I don't think that's probably even a joke. I, I probably is his twenty third preseason. Would be like what, what age yeah. is Jamie Queenie? Is he is he thirty nine or Brian Queenie? Her- Brian would be older again, yeah. Brian would yeah. be 40, early 40s, yeah. Same yeah, he'd be 40, 41, like, um, yeah. you know, definitely 23 seasons, easily. Unreal. Some longevity. For sure. Um, Dylan Buckley is wondering, will trim intermediates take home that Leinster Cup? Yeah, I, like, this is this is another level. Um, and as I said as well before, this this if they win this game, this should send out an absolute warning sign to every club in the senior championship. I don't care who you are, if you're bloody Wolf Tones, Dumboyne, or if you're Ratoth or Simon's Tune or whoever it is, um if they if they win against Clara, um I think that's you know, there's no reason why they won't go a long way in the senior championship in league. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Benji Caldwell is next up, and he said Sean Duggan fined by Connor Harnan after coming back three stone overweight post Christmas. Do you know what, Mickey? I have to stand up for Mister Duggan here, right? He 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 enjoys the good times. He loves his Christmas, right? And yes, he probably isn't in peak condition coming back in January. But make no mistake, come the bank holiday weekend in August, that man will be off the points. And he'll be in the starting 15 from an Albi when they go in to play first round of the championship. And um, then we'll see who's laughing, Benji. Well, if if he's ready to start in the first weekend in August, is that what you're saying? Is the championship not earlier this year than that? Well, it might be a couple of weeks later. So Duggan, <laughs> Duggan will probably come in in the third round. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, look. And look, come here. I think I think he's right because if you want to turn, if you want to turn 
body fat into into muscle you have to have body fat there's no point in going in trim and skinny and whatever to a pre-season you need to have a little bit there so you can burn up the fat and turn it into muscle quicker i i i'm all with sean duggan in this one yeah he's ahead of his time he is all these strength and conditioning coaches they should really be going to sean duggan to be 100%. honest with you for uh, yeah. for advice um joe McQueenie saying rispin uh being a shit stirrer with his rule change in the mead the chronicle oh what was your rule change um I referenced the instance between uh, the St. Dalton's and Cortown Gales and St. Pat's uh, um, <laughs> game in the under-20 competition. And uh, what, what, what was the rule change? What, what, what do you mean you were looking for a rule change? Is the there a rule there to change? But this is the way I phrased it. I don't have it in front of me now. I could have went and got the paper. But uh, the way I phrased it was that I don't know if this rule needs to be changed, amended or clarified. But I basically went on to state what had happened. And to me, that is it. Like, that is that is the rule change that I would uh, like to see. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, or, 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 or a rule clarified, at least. Um, yeah. That would be, that, be very interesting. I, I did speak to Keith Sheeran uh, recently myself. And I met him on the road. And we stopped to have a chat. And I mentioned it to him. And he says, you know, that's the thing. He says... Um, there is no rule there to say that you can't do that and there is no rule there to say that you should do that there's no clarity on the rule at half time at all so there's not so it is something a grey area that needs to be fixed yeah for sure uh, Joe also is wondering will the Mead and Leash game go ahead this Wednesday um, I've no idea why wouldn't it yeah um, Leash already played their game um, the Mead camp seems to be fairly free of um uh, any suspected cases that we've heard of, 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 of or, or close contacts. Um, so unless he reckons that the Mead game was off last weekend because of me, that wasn't due to me, that was due to the Wicklow team having an awful lot of injuries yeah. and an awful lot of close contacts and COVID cases. That's why the game was off. So um, I presume that the Mead game will go ahead on Wednesday night. Uh, Colin Hawdon is uh, saying that Carl Gibney is contemplating a transfer to Moila because Malachy, his dad in brackets, wants it. Oh, um, Colly is always coming in with these uh, bizarre um, transfers, isn't he? He's always talking yeah, about transfers. Um, is he always and, trying and, to get rid of people? <laughs> yeah, he must be, yeah. And I thought Carl was good for Old Castle, but, you know, maybe the... Um, I don't know. That's that's an unusual one. <laughs> it is. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to delve into that a little bit more. Um, next one is from. And uh, uh, sorry, the the whole thing was that Myla. I think are. Yeah, Myla. Myla could do with a couple of players. I think the way that the, there's not good sounds coming out of their camp at the moment. So let's hope they can uh, muster up the numbers they need to. Did they to, lose a few players? Um. Yeah, possibly, and maybe there's not that much coming through and stuff. There, there is some worrying kind of signals coming out of the club at the moment, and uh, yeah, let's let's just hope um, all goes well for, for them in the next couple of weeks, and we see them in 2021 because they are a great club with great 20, people. 2022. 2022. Yeah, sorry, Mickey. Um, Sean uh, Fitzgerald uh, said that veteran Declan Dowling's first Leinster final appearance. <laughs> at the ripe old age of 24 at the ripe old age of 24 after 27 seasons of football at inter-county level and at club level and he makes his first ever Leinster final I love isn't it gas um, that he, uh, Brian Queenie is uh, making the same number of pre-season uh, um, appearances as uh, veteran Declan Dowling is his age in years 23 <laughs> yeah or 24 so literally Queenie Queenie was 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 Doing his first ever uh, senior preseason, uh, pre yeah. the year that Declan Dowling was born. That's that's. that's yes, he, he's he's a fellow veteran of his as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they picked spuds together. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alan Moore is next up, and uh, he said the town of Oldcastle after losing a great man, the Evergreen T.P. Fox, who was uh, a publican in uh, Oldcastle, Mickey, I think, who. Uh, this weekend, possibly um, after 35 years at the Mountain Dew pub, uh, has uh, announced his retirement. I see. I see. Um, uh, I'm sure the Oldcastle lads will be 
terribly disappointed about that, but will still have plenty of pubs to frequent. Um, uh, and, and, and the same pub, they'll probably frequent the same pub. But yeah, I know it is. When a town, when, when a legend of a town or somebody like that um, retires or whatever, it is kind of the end of an era, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Lucky to be working, uh, our good friend. Uh, is David he still He's still about, yeah, and he said extra time sport, who is a.k.a. Robert Cox, needs yeah. to be thinking ahead and buy a ticket for the game. Nothing free, lad. <laughs> That's harsh. Um, but uh, look, he's, he, he's, he's, a, he's a reporter, isn't he? He is. He'll have his uh, national pass then, so he will. And, uh, you know, he doesn't maybe need to, he doesn't probably have to plan ahead. He can use his national pass to get, to get into these games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a big... Oh, sorry, before we get to that, we'll get Jack Walsh's usual uh, contribution out of the way, good and quickly, Mickey. And uh, he said, Dan O'Cleary signing for St. Johnston. Big loss for Dundalk. Ah, huge loss for Dundalk. And we wish them well. There was a massive game locally, Mickey, in uh, the the Median District League or the NF, NEFL, I think. If, if, is that what it's, it's called? Between... The um, game, yeah. Yeah, Oldcastle and Kel Celtic. Kel Celtic, um, I don't know if you've seen their team, but it is the greatest concoction of uh, North Mead players who have just turned their attention to soccer in the off-season. Now, it's a brilliantly assembled squad, but you have players from Gail Cullum Kill, Corton, Drumbarra, Kilmainham, Karen Ross. Um, I'm, I'm probably missing a couple as well, but they obviously beat Oldcastle. Michaels. St. Michaels. I'm, Michaels. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I don't know is there Michaels lads on it, but... Four goals to one they beat. Be Oldcastle. Yeah, I was going to, was going to say, is there, anybody, is there anybody from Wolf Tones or Kilbelly no. or, or anything like that? No. Um, no, no so they've got Toro. They've got Toro, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to think of the teams um, that are over that direction towards the Navin or the, towards the Celtic Celtic. Kilmainham, did you mention them? Yeah, Kilmainham, yeah. yeah. Okay. But but they've been on they've been on a great run and they actually... Um, they, they they got a great result against Toro just before Christmas and they need to win their last two oh, yeah. games, one of them being the Old Castle game. They've done that and they've uh, hauled in on Instagram Interactive this week. The first one comes in from Daniel Farley and uh, he said, Kel Celtic domin- demolition of Old Castle. Where was the punisher? Yeah, I, I saw the Old Castle team and um, Justin Burke was playing. Um, Justin Burke, I think, is older than me. Um, so, you know, like, come on, Kells, lads, like, if you can't go out and beat the, that old castle team that was thrown together by the loves things, and um, you know, you, you, if you didn't win that game, you, you shouldn't be playing soccer. Zach Griffin has also said Kells Celtic reign supreme. What division is it? Is it division six or something or division mm-hmm. five? It's actually not. I think it's Division 1 or Division 2, isn't it? The, uh, I think it could be Division 2. I think it could be Division 2. And if they do yeah. win and they get promoted, I'll see them all next year. Can't wait. We got relegated to Division 1. So we did. I, I'd make I would I'd love make it, it if we beat them. I would love it. I, I'm, I'm going to make the comeback and also I am. So they'll all get a kick at me next year if they get promoted. Yeah. Uh, Paul Wade said the Kells lads TikTok. And that was a... TikTok video of the Kells lads just walking down the street after a game. It was a bit random and that, but anyway. <laughs> um, I think the last one uh, from inter- Instagram Interactive and indeed the Kells game was uh, from Alex Keane. This is a bitter enough one, Mickey. Old Castle fans, maybe uh, look away or tune out now. You've 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 done your bit. Uh, he said, some year for Old Castle, some shown in intermediate final and relegated in the soccer. Oh, yeah. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Um, I'm sure that the ones that are listening to this won't be too worried about the soccer, but will be worried about the Gaelic. And uh, we'll look at it and say, well, yeah, we got to an intermediate final. Yeah, that's progress. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to let them start row with each other over a game of soccer. If they want to fight over Gaelic football or hurling, that's no problem at all. We've 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 uh, adjudicated and refereed between Ballinabracky and Trim for long enough. We'll be able to do it between Kells and Oldcastle if it turns into a GEA spat as well. So yeah, <laughs> God knows if Oldcastle win intermediate next year, Mickey, we could be in for it. Uh well, we won't be. We'll we'll be in for the uh, yeah yeah the crack. interactive. The crack is right. Yeah, so. Is that it, Davey? That is it, Mickey. Okay, well, look, um, as we said earlier on, we're 
looking forward to the Mead hurlers and the Mead footballers getting back in action. Um, Mead against Leash this Wednesday in the O'Byrne Cup in Strad Valley, and of course on Sunday the Kyo Cup starts with Mead against Westmead in, uh, in the hurling. That's down in Trim. We wish the um, Trim side and Kevin Riley the very best of luck in Park Tolchin on Sunday against Clara in the Leinster final, and then of course the ladies at the same time playing down in Cork against Moore Abbey, Dunboyne against Moran Abbey in the All-Ireland semi-final. Can David take down Goliath once again this year? It'll be our, well, for the first time this year. Um, it all happened last year, obviously, but uh, wouldn't it be absolutely brilliant if Brendan Quinn and the girls could uh, get the victory over the Cork champions and the Munster champions. And look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Me podcast. Remember, We Are Me, why matters more.